You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Pesha Meshizri 5781, 2020. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Lech Lecha, and I'd like to share with you a few Midrashim as we come to explore them, as we try to understand their depth. We'll see an amazing thing, an amazing lesson for us. The Torah tells us in our Parsha how Lot had been in Sodom, he had been with the people of Sodom, who were very evil, and he was captured along with them in a war between four and five kings. And as a result of this war, as a result of him being captured, Avram Avinu, Abraham, runs after them with his own soldiers. He runs straight into the middle of the war. He defeats the kings who had taken all these people, who had kidnapped all the people. And he returns with Lot and all the people of Sodom and all of their achush, all of their belongings, brings them back to their native land, to their native home. And the Torah tells us about an encounter that Avram Avinu has immediately after this battle. He meets with the king of Sodom, and he meets with a very interesting character named Malkit Tzedek, who's the king of Shalem, the king of Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim. And there's an interaction between Avram Avinu and Malkit Tzedek. And Malkit Tzedek gives him a blessing this is in verse, in chapter 14, verse 19. He blesses him. Malkitzedek says, Blessed is Avraham to the Most High God, the one who is Kaina Shemaivarts, who owns the heavens and the earth. Next verse, And blessed is the Most High God who was Migain. We'll have to see exactly what this word means. He was Migain, your enemies in your hands. Somehow it means he gave them over into your hands. The word Migain, we would have thought it means something to do with a Mogain, as a shield. But that's not the Pshat, says the Medrash. What does the word Migain mean? What does it mean that he, he gave over your hands into your enemy? I'm sorry, he gave your enemies over into your hands. Migain Tzarecha. He turned over the menagnin. The Medrash adds in a letter to the Shoresh, the word migain. It adds in an extra noon, menagnin. Menagnin shalcha al He turned over the menagnin, your menagnin, onto your enemies. What is a menagnin? So, very interesting. The Meforshim have different explanations of what does this mean. Rashi tells us, that machshavtam The first pshat he gives is that their thoughts, the machshavis that they had, menagnin can mean their tachbulois, their plans, their negative, destructive plans. They had tried to lure, according to one explanation, Amraphel was Nimrod. Nimrod had tried to kill Avram Avinu before Avram Avinu was sent by Hashem to Eretz Yisrael. Amraphel was the same person, was Nimrod. He tried to lure Avram by kidnapping Lot to be able to possibly destroy Avram Avinu. And Nimrod was not successful. This plan is Tachbula. Hashem flipped it over. Hofach Menagnin. He flipped over his plan so that, so that you would indeed win over your enemies. That's one shot in Rashi. Rashi says a second shot. Hagalgal. The word menagnin can mean a, a, a circle. 
They wanted to kill you. The circle was was turned upside down. You were able to kill them. So those are the two pshatim in the words. So according to the first pshat, what does it mean? Hashem was able to take their plan and turn it upside down. Take their negative plan to destroy Avram and and they were destroyed. Second shot, means he turned, he, he flipped over the circle. They were trying to be on top. You were on bottom. That's how they wanted it to be. He took the circle, flipped it over. Avram Avin was on top. They were on the bottom and they were destroyed. So the reason that this interests me, of course, is because the word mangina, the same exact shoresh, the word nigina means melody, means a tune. Mangina is saying here that there's, and as the other Mephorshim explain, and as other, there's other Midrashim that bring a similar kind of concept. Pasuk says, Eskara nigina sibalayla. David HaMelech says, King David says, I will remember my tune, the melody that I sang in the middle of the night. You know, King David would wake up in the middle of the night, as the Gemara tells us, his harp would be playing, he would sing praises to Hashem, he would learn the Torah in the middle of the night. He would remember the Negina Sibalayla, says the Medrash in Echa, in, Shema, in, uh, in Vaera, Parshas Vaera, Sefer Shmos, Medrash says, there's a memory of the, the word Mangina, besides for meaning a melody, also is a reference to the destruction of one's enemies. The Egyptians were destroyed in the middle of the night. The firstborns died in the middle of the night at Chatzos, same time. Interestingly, as David HaMelech was playing his harp, the, there was many destructions to the enemies of the Jewish people that occurred in the middle of the night. Chizkiyahu HaMelech woke up in the morning and he saw that Hashem had killed all of the enemies in the middle of the night. I remember how Hashem caused destruction to my enemies in the middle of the night. Same word for destruction of one's enemies is the word for a melody. This needs explanation. What is the concept? What is the idea? Why does mangina have this connotation of a, of a circle? Of We start off on the bottom, Avram Avinu starts off on the bottom, ends up on top, destroying his enemies. It means their tachbula, their plan, their complicated plan that they wanted to cause destruction. Shem turned it, out, turned it upside down. How does that relate to a melody that's sung in the middle of the night? Why is it indeed that it's the middle of the night that the enemies of the Jewish people are destroyed? What is the concept here? So I'd like to share with you two other pieces in the Medrash, which are very interesting. There's a Medrash at the beginning of the Parsha, the very, very first Medrash in the Parsha, which tells us rather famous, a famous idea, a famous, uh, it's actually a mashal, Medrash tells us that Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu was told, Avram Avinu was told to Lech Lecha, you have to go, you have to leave where you are. Hashem spoke to him and he said to him, you have to go. Amar Av Yitzchak, Mashallah Echad. It's very interesting. It's comparable to a person who was going from one place to another. And he saw that there was a great building, a beautiful building, beautiful house. 
It was on fire. Omar Tamar Shabir Zoy Beloy Manik. So the person said, Where's the owner of this house? Where's the person who built this house? Where's the person who's in charge of this house? How come it's on fire? It doesn't seem like anybody's here. Hates it to love Balabira. Omar Lanihu Balabira. The owner of the house said to him, he, he saw him, he saw him asking this question, he said, I'm the owner of the house. In a similar way, why did Hashem speak to Avram Avinu and tell him to go? Why did Hashem tell him, Lech Lecha, go? The Medrash explains, because he looked around and he saw that it seemed like there's no... Where, where's the owner of this house? The house is on fire, the world is on fire. We'll see what it means in a moment. So Hashem looked at him and he said, I'm the owner of the world. I'm in charge of the world. I'm the Balabira. I'm the owner of this place. What is the Medrash saying? The Medrash is saying a very powerful thing. As the Moforshim explained, the Medrash is saying, Avram Avinu, when he saw the world, he said, I, I, you know, it seemed to him the world was created. Just like a person sees a house, a beautiful house, there must be an owner of this beautiful house. And yet, the world is on fire. There's so many people that are they're not doing the will of God. People are, you know, they're running amok. There's no godliness. They're busy serving idolatry. They're trying to fight against God. Trying to build a tower in order to, to come and battle God. Avram Avinu said, where is the Balabira? If there's a house, a beautiful house, how come they didn't install the sprinkler system to put out the fire in this beautiful house? Where's the owner of the house? Why isn't he taking care of his house? Why isn't he calling the fire department? The response was what? What was the response? It was, Avram Avinu, Hashem says to him, I'm the owner of this house. Lech Lecha. Because you're the one who noticed this problem. You're the one who's now going to go and deal with the problem. You're going to fix the problem. There is a problem here. You're right. The, the house is on fire. And I need people like you who notice this problem. And you're going to go and you're going to put out this fire. You're going to go. Lech Lecha. That's why Hashem revealed Himself to Avram Avinu. Now look, there's another Medrash. We quoted the beginning of the verses of Malki Tzedek giving a blessing to Avram Avinu. He said to him, Blessed is Avram Avinu. He gave him a blessing. Blessed is Avram to the, to the Most High God, who owns the heavens and the earth. Now the Medrash asks an important question. What's going on? Who, what, what is this Mimi Kanon? The word doesn't just mean he owns the heavens and the earth. It means that he acquired. He acquired the heavens and the earth. Now what, who, who, did he, who did God acquire the heavens and the earth from? Doesn't make sense. God doesn't acquire. He owns the heavens and the earth. Say that he's the Balabayit. He's the owner of the heavens and the earth. We say this every day. Hashem owns everything. Hashem is kine. Kine means lashon of kinyan. It means to acquire. What does it mean that Hashem acquires the heavens and the earth? So it gives a different, a few different pshatim. But the pshat I want to focus in on here is. He says to him like this. What would he do? The Medrash tells us right here. 
that he would give people food and he would say to them, give a blessing before you eat the food. Bless the one who created this food. Bless the Almighty God who created the heavens and the earth. And Hashem said to him, you know, before you came, nobody, they had forgotten about me. The world had forgotten about me. Nobody recognized me. Now that you have come, you've changed the reality. You've infused a, a recognition of me into the world. I consider you that you are a a uh, partner with me in this world. That's what it means. And I'd like to say pshat in this medrash. I'd like to say pshat in the medrash as follows. That what it's saying is that before Avram Avinu came along, Hashem had lost his kinyan in the world. He had lost the fact that he owned the world in a certain sense. Yes, he owns the world. But when human beings are running amok, when people are not properly serving God, when the fire is burning in the bira, in this building, so we need somebody to come along and give the world back to Hashem, as it were. The bracha of Malkit the statement that Malkit made, to Avram Avinu was that the world has gone dark. The world is in a state of confusion. The world is on fire. You, as a, and as a result of that, as a result of the fact the world is on fire, Hashem doesn't seem to own the world, doesn't seem to belong to Him. It seems like the, the building is on fire. But you, Avram Avinu, through your efforts, and this is, this story is happening quite a while after Lech Lecha, after Hashem told him to go to Eretz Yisrael, through your efforts, you have revealed Hashem in the world. Now this world belongs to Hashem again because of you. Malki Tzedek was saying to him, there was a fire burning, but you're putting out the fire. You're putting out the fire. When these people, Amraphel, these kings, Nimrod, when they want to trap and ensnare Avram Avinu to come, and fight with them. They want to destroy him. They want to kill him. So there's this galgal. There's this, like we said, there's this, there's a circle, this wheel that's turning. They want to be on top. They, they, it looks like they're on top. Avram Avinu comes, and as Mephorshim explained, because he came, because he came to fight against the evil that they perpetrated. Because he came to fight in order to save his, his nephew Lot, Hashem gave him siyata deshmaya. They were trying to cause him destruction, to take away Hashem from the world. They were trying to take away the messenger of God from the world, the one who represented Hashem, the one who was trying his best to bring God's awareness into the world. They were trying to stop him. What did Hashem do? Instead, Hashem showed, no. As long as there's somebody in the world who's trying to bring awareness of me into the world, I shall stand beside him. He might be thrown in the fire, he won't burn. He might have to fight a, a war against, an, against powerful kings who want to destroy him. I will stand by his side and he will miraculously win. It might seem like the Bira is burning. It might seem like Hashem is saying, it might seem like I have lost my power, my dominion over the world. But as long as there's an Avraham, as long as there's a Jewish people, as long as there are those who try their best to bring 
my reality into the world, so then, indeed, indeed, I do own the world. I'm a kine. I have to acquire the world. Through whom do I acquire the world? I acquire the world through an Avram Avinu. Now, that's that's the ideas that I wanted to share with you, but I want to come back to the question that I asked has to do with the song. What is the idea of a song? How does it relate to this galgal, this this circle, this wheel that turns? How does it relate to to the the plans, the tachbulis of those who wanted to destroy Avram Avinu? And how does it relate to the salvation of Hashem where He destroys our enemies? And I think perhaps we can say that what is the idea of a song? A song is something minagen li barosh, we say in Hebrew. It's a song playing in my head. It's going over and over again. A song is a group of notes. We sing the verse. We repeat the verse. We have a chorus. We repeat the chorus. And then we repeat the whole song. It's a galgal. And it has ups and it has downs. There's a tachbula in the song. There's movement in the song. There's a depth in the song. We are moved emotionally when we hear a song. A song is incredible power. And the song expresses the ups and downs. Especially an emotional song, a slow song, a powerful song like that has the ability to move us. The song is that gagal. We spoke last week about the cycles, the cycles of life. We spoke about the fact that we can't have, things just can't be the same all the time. It can't be that we plant and then 40 years we have the, the abundance of those crops. No, Hashem wants us to, He wants a cycle, He wants that circle, He wants that goggle, He wants the ups and the downs. He wants it sometimes to seem like the Rishayim have power. Because He wants there to be an Avram who's going to ask, what's going on? There's a fire in the Bria. And He wants Avram Avinu to step up and become that light, shining godliness into the world. And the music represents that. The music, the song, the mangina, the tune, the nagina, that playing, represents that movement, that up and down, that tune that brings us somewhere, gets us higher, brings us higher. Then we come back down to the low part, to the verse, and it brings us somewhere, and it moves us this way, it moves us that way, and it brings us back. And then we come higher and higher. But ultimately, the song, the song is something which is complicated. It's a tachbula. It's a plan. It's a, it's something, you know, that expresses some emotion in a, in a, in a very complicated way, perhaps. Set of notes, different notes broken up into pieces, coming together in a certain way, expresses that emotion, brings us around. Brings us through this circle, goes up and it goes down. That's a mangina, and that's what a melody is. And there's the melodies that we've experienced, which the melodies which represent this up and down that we have in the gullus. And it seems like our enemies are on top. And it seems like the the enemies of the Jewish people throughout history they seem to plan our destruction. Chas v'shalom, Yisha Amdalav like we say on Pesach, they try to destroy us. There's a tune, there's a recurring theme, a recurring melody in the reality of the world, and it repeats itself. They try, they get up and they try to destroy us, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu saves us from them. 
They try to get up and they destroy. So there's Hamans who try and they build the gallows and Haman ends up hanging on the very gallows that he prepared for Mordechai. And there are those who wish to destroy us and there's the Hitlers who ends up hanging on the very gallows. He tries to destroy the Jewish people. He loses the war because he tries to destroy the Jewish people. And there are the Iranians who try to destroy the Jewish people, develop nuclear weapons. And as a result of that, the Jewish people will not allow that to ha- happen. And they team up with with the, the countries around them, or the enemies of the Iranians. And the Iranians will end up hanging on their very, the very gallows that they wanted to hang the Jewish people upon. But that's the melody, that's the theme, the rising and the falling. And it's through the night that these songs are sung. It's in the middle of the darkness that we hear the melodies of redemption. It's in the melodies, these melodies, this mangina, this this up and down, this turning around and around of the circle, this this cycle that, that we go through. We see it, can't, how can it be that Hashem, heaven forbid us forsaking His people, and then we see unbelievable growth the Jewish people went through over the last 70 years after the Holocaust. The from world, the religious world, the yeshiva world, unbelievable reconstruction. It seems like utter destruction, and then we have reconstruction. It seems like they're going to destroy us. And then we get stronger as a result of it. As a result of it. We don't understand that. Of course we can't understand or explain the, the terrible disasters and, and tragedies that have befallen our people. But we need to see that just like there's a, a theme, a melody that runs through Jewish history. There's a theme, there's a cycle. There's an up and there's a down. In Avram Avinu, he also experienced that. He also saw it. And through it all, what was, what was the tune that he was singing? What was the, the melody that he kept repeating? This food is God's food. Bless God. And what was the result? Those around him saw that. Malkitzedek says, You are the one who is blessed because you are bringing about an awareness of God. You are returning the world to, the, to its rightful owner, to Hashem. I want to bless you. I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us. And we should be zeich, we should be able to sing this tune, this melody. We should be able to understand the theme, the complication, and how this cycle turns around. And how the melody in the middle of the night, we hear that melody. And Hashem should help us to hear the ultimate melody, the song of the Levim, the Levites, in the Beis HaMikdash. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.